Wouldn't it be amazing to be confident on the same page and at peace with your partner when choosing the best way to manage your finances? How should married couples split finances anyway? Or maybe you fall under one of these three camps, or who knows? Maybe you each have different opinions. For you, is it the joint accounts camp for everything? Is it separate accounts all the way because, hello, or a combination of both? Also, how exactly do you know what is best for your relationship? What do you need to consider when choosing? In this solo episode, we will explore this together and much more. You are listening to Her Dinero Matters, the podcast helping Latinas have increased confidence and control over their finances. My name is Jen Hempel, and as an accredited financial counselor, my mission is to help you be more confident and simplify your finances so you can save more, get out of debt quicker, and build your wealth. A quick note before we get started, this episode is also available in Spanish. So if you want to share the Spanish version or listen to it yourself, you can find it right along where you found this episode. Marriage. It's hard work and a lot of work. And after 23 years of marriage this year, you can say I have learned a little something, something, and I'm still learning. Add managing finances together when each of you clearly has different personalities. Oof. That can make it interesting, especially when you each are 1 million percent tercos, stubborn as they come. Ask me how I know. How should married couples split finances? Let's get into it. But before, I want to remind you about our private community on Facebook and what we are doing to benefit you. More on that later, but now let's get started with today's show. The question of the day is how should married couples split finances? In short, there is not a right or wrong way or actually even one way to do it. It really all depends on your relationship and your individual personalities and your goals and all of that. But let's look at the history first. Let's look at what we have seen over the years, what has been the reality of the, over the years. Because if you look at how times have changed just since the year 2000, which is the year I got married, when I got married in the year 2000, you didn't really hear a lot of, at least in my world, you didn't really hear a lot of, hey, Let's discuss our finances in terms of how we're going to do this. Are we going to have joint accounts or separate accounts? In my world, that didn't happen. It was just you got married, it was a union, and you joined your finances. It wasn't a second thought. Maybe you got married that year. Maybe you were near married couples that got married that year and you saw something different. If so, let me know. But in my world, that wasn't the case. In the course of our marriage, And in discussing money with my husband, he actually brought up the idea of having our own money to spend. And it's probably because I got on him about spending on here and that. That was probably because of that. And he didn't want to deal with that. And so he wanted uh, each of us to have separate money where we could spend it as we wanted without having to answer to each other. That was important to him. 
And I don't think I was a nagging spouse. I don't think I really was. But there might have been some things that he didn't want to answer to, or he just was like, oh my gosh, here she goes again. She wants to save. Yes, I was was that person. Still am. I, I like to save. But that was really important. And I'm glad that he did because that really, I think, improved improved our marriage, improved how we did finances, just allowed us just to be even happier, happier than we were. So when I look at that time back in the year 2000 to now, things have changed. It feels like in maybe in the past five, seven years, the discussion of joint versus separate accounts that has emerged. That has been my observation. Maybe I've been out of the loop <laughs> Maybe I missed some news. I don't know. What do you think? But that's what I have seen, maybe in the past five, seven years. Now, before that, you know, if you look back in the back in, you know, the 1900s or, you know, early 1900s, <laughs> or even beforehand where the man went to work and the woman stayed at home. So that, that was a different story. It was just the male took care of the finances and there wasn't really, I, I guess that could differ on the relationships or that could be really dependent on the relationships, but it was stereotypically the male went to work. And of course, you know this, and the woman took care of the home the, and the male took care of the finances. In our Latino community, however, right now, it is known, and I don't have the the specific article right up to to quote from it, but in our Latino community, Latinas, us, those that identify as female, we tend to be the ones managing the finances. We tend to be doing all of the things. So I think it's just important to have this discussion, especially when money is a source of disagreement. It tends to lead to divorce or one of the leading causes for divorce. So having this conversation on how you're going to split the finances, how you're going to manage the finances, it's really important. So typically there's three camps that you can fall into. The one one camp is where you're married and everything because you're married should be done jointly. Your joint accounts, joint everything, right? Then there is the camp where you separate the finances because you just never know if you're going to stay together with that person or not, or just because you just don't want to commingle finances or maybe your partner or soon-to-be spouse has a debt, or you don't like how they manage the finances, or whatever the reason may be. You just decide. Separate finances all the way. Or you may be in the camp of some joint accounts or some separate. And this is typically the joint is goals and responsibilities, and there's some separate accounts where for some individual goals or some just different stuff like that. So those are the three camps. And of course... There's pros and cons for each camp. So the pros for having joint accounts is that you have this unification of partnership, right? You're in it. You're in it in a marriage. You're in it in this partnership until death do us part, right? Until that. And for better or for worse, <laughs> and, and that includes unifying your joint accounts, right? There is, so is that unification. That's a pro. There's all the other pro is really you have this accountability of spending because since you, you have joint accounts, you can see it is 
it's that accountability, right? You can see it as a con too, depending on your relationship. But it's also another pro is that it's easier to track the overall spending for each because it's all that one, that joint account that you have, you can see the spending and it's easier to track versus having two different accounts and then having to communicate and so forth. And it also allows you to budget easier and this way because you have that accountability or it's, or how do you say it's, since it's easier to track, you also know when you are on track or not with your joint goals. So those are some of the pros. Of course, there's also cons. So a con for having joint accounts is that you feel that your partner's watching over your every step, over your spending, and maybe judging you, right? If there is a separation, a divorce, it may be harder to divide the assets because everything's a joint. And then you have to decide what money is his and what money is hers or what money, you know, what money is your partner's, what money's yours, right? Then if there's debts that are brought into the marriage, that's a con because that may or may not matter to your partner. I know in our instance, in our case, my husband had student loans. And when we got married and we had discussed this and he had an issue with that, bringing that into the marriage. I didn't have an issue because I was was like, hey, we're getting married. We'll figure this out together. So for me, it didn't matter. But for another partner, it might have mattered, right? So it just depends on you. Now, when it comes to separate accounts, of course, there's pros. So let's go over the pros of having separate accounts. It gives you that sense of freedom and independence to spend how you want without answering to anyone. And that feels good, right? That feels good because you, every dollar that you spend having to share with your partner, this was for this and this was for that, that can be burdensome. So that's a pro of having this, that separate account. It gives you that sense of freedom and independence. If you if things go sour in the relationship, it's easier to divide the, the assets. Having your own money just feels good. If there's, if bringing debts into the marriage, the individual is accountable versus both. So those are some pros of having separate accounts. Cons of separate accounts is you have to work at it more to track overall spending with the joint goals because it's separate accounts. So it's extra work. In addition, there's also more communication that needs to be had to stay on track and just make sure the shared expenses are paid because again, they're separate accounts. And in case of an emergency, things will be harder to access. So if something happens with your partner and it's an emergency, it's going to be hard to access your accounts or that that may be a good thing in some cases, depending on what's going on. But in other things, it may not be. So those are pros and cons of separate accounts. Before we jump into today's content, keep your ears peeled for a unique reveal I'll be sharing midway through the show. It's something special just for you. Ready to transform your financial life with ease and confidence? Discover the Her Dinero Matters Money Planner, your ultimate digital tool for simplifying money management with its unique blend of psychological insights and practical budgeting tools. This planner is not just about tracking expenses, but about rewriting your money story. Whether you're aiming for big financial goals or everyday financial wellness, this planner is your personalized guide to simplify your money management and elevate your confidence. Download your copy today by visiting jenhemphill.com forward slash planner for more details and even get a sneak peek inside. Use the code REINA at checkout for 10% off. 
Let's talk about the pros of having that combination, that kind of middle line of having some joint and some separate. With the pros is you have a sense of unification for those joint goals, but also a sense of independence at the same time with some separate accounts. It's a happy middle for both personalities, and it really gives you that ease of tracking spending for the joint goals, because if you have both so all separate is is harder to track, right? I sh- we talked about that. But with having a joint account for those joint goals, it just gives you the ease of tracking spending more easily. But it also gives you that freedom to do what you want with your own money because you have that separate account, right? Of course, there's also cons. I feel you know, even though I feel that having the combination, which is what we do in our marriage, I do feel like having the combination is a happy middle. But a con to this can be jumping into a combo because it seems to be the best option without a full discussion of what is going to be joint, what's going to be separate, the purpose of these joint and separate accounts, the why and what it's for right? So the purpose of it, which is what it's for and why, right? So it's just, even though I feel like the combos for me, it's like ideal, but again, every marriage and relationship is different. The key here and the important takeaway here is that you need to have a discussion as to what is going to be joint again, what is going to be separate, what, why is it going to be joint or separate and the purpose of it, all right? So how do you even decide? How do you decide what is best for you and your partner? You have to trust your gut. We talk about having confidence, money confidence. And in this case, you definitely have to have that confidence and you have to trust your gut. Again, communication. You have to have a conversation that I just mentioned when deciding what's joint, what's separate. You have to have a conversation about how you're wanting to do things. You each, not (laughs) one-sided, and listen to each other. You know, what are you envisioning on how to manage the money, how you're going to be managing the money together? What is it looking like for you and for your partner? And listen to each other. I think understanding each other's money history, like the past money story, like how your partner was brought up, their upbringing, having your partner understand your past money story so you can each appreciate each other's view on money your habits, maybe also why you spend the way that you do or make the the financial decisions that you do or why you save or you don't save the way you do and really just how you each manage your money or the money, right? So you have a better appreciation if you understand that past history, again, the past money story, okay? So if you're listening to me and this is, you're new to me, what is a money story in or a money history? And I can really t- talk about it, a money story. It's this, it, I discussed this in my book called Mahar Money Matters, but essentially it's literally what has happened? How were you brought up around money? What did you see? What did you experience? And really, what are some things that have really made an impact on you? Maybe something you heard, something you witnessed, something you saw that to this, still to this day, you remember, but you didn't realize it was still impacting you. So for me, that was what I heard all the time, which was we don't have the money and we can't afford it. That was my past money story. But in the present, not the current present, but in when I, 10 years into my marriage, I didn't realize that was impacting me. I was still having in recycling, if you will, or repeating that cycle of 
we can't afford it, we don't have enough money, even though financially we were fine, we were okay. But as a result of those thoughts and me really convincing myself that we didn't have enough or we couldn't afford it, I limited what we were able to do. I limited how we were able to save. And I really fulfilled my thoughts. <laughs> we don't have enough and we can't afford it. So it's really important to understand that. And some other things that we should consider are having discussions on our goals, both joint and individual. So what are some of the joint goals that you want to have in your marriage and your relationship? And what are some of those individual goals that are, are part, something that you have, like, let's say one an individual goal is you racked up some credit card debt and in college and you want to take care of that on your own, right? You own it, you feel responsible to it. So you want to take care of that on your own. And that may be an individual goal. A joint goal may be buying your first home together, right? Or buying a car that you, that you, you need. So really, it's important to have those conversations on some of your joint goals, some of your individual goals, and have an understanding because that's going to impact the decisions that you make together and individually with your money. Other considerations are personalities, right? You have to, you know, I know I'm stubborn. My husband's stubborn. So that make, makes things interesting. And we have, you have to understand each other's personalities. And again, how you were brought up with money. Maybe also if you were in a prior relationship, long-term or maybe a marriage or whatever that may be, see what that, have an understanding of what that past relationship experience with managing money was because that's going to impact. They, it may have been not a good experience. I don't know. So having that discussion is important because from there you can have an understanding of what worked, what didn't for your partner, what your partner did or, or did not like and why. And that I think would be beneficial for your relationship. Also, another consideration that we've talked about a little bit is the debt that you or your partner may be bringing into, into the relationship, into your marriage. If so, if you're married, is your partner okay with it and want to deal with it? Are you okay with your partner bringing in that marriage? I shared with you, my husband had student loan debt when we got married and I was, I was fine with it. He wasn't, but I was fine with it. And is the debt that your age bringing? Is, is it going to be dealt with jointly? In our case, it was my husband's uh, student loans. We were dealing with it jointly. Or are you going to be dealing with it separately? You have to have those discussions to understand and that impacts how you manage your money. That impacts your, your the goals that you're trying to reach, all of that. And the importance of your own spending money for each. Or are you really indifferent Maybe you're in a relationship that you're just that you both agree, ah, let's just each month let's have X amount of spending money, I don't know, a hundred dollars or two hundred dollars. You you're just not tied to it. Or maybe you're in your relationship where your partner doesn't care, but maybe you want to have three hundred dollars every month or whatever the case may be. And they don't agree with it. Or maybe they're indifferent, you know, but it's just important to have have those discussions. Trust is important, but I don't need to tell you that, right? Communication, communication, communication. I can't, I think you, I'm sure, I don't think 
I know you already know this, how important communication is in a relationship and communication about finances and your financial matters or your household financial matters. That's extremely important, even though we don't want to have it, but we have to do it. We have to have a discussion about it. Now, whatever you decide here of what you're going to do together as a couple, what is important is you need to have those those talks, those money check-ins, those meetings, those discussions, however you want to call them, about the state of your finances, the progress of what's going on. You need to be planning your budget together. You need to be setting those goals together and planning for those goals. You need to decide what roles you're going to take on. You can refer to episode 351 for more information on that. You need to understand each other's money stories. I've talked about that earlier on in this episode. You need to learn each other's values. And I think in being in a relationship or being married to your partner, you have an idea of what those values are, but it's good to just talk it out because <laughs> you don't, you may think you know, but maybe that's an observation and maybe it's not the reality for your partner. So it's important to learn about each other's values and just hear it verbally from your partner and learn and appreciate your individual goals. That is also important. Also, the other thing to remember is that This is not set in stone. Whatever you decide is not set in stone. You need to exert three things. And hear me out. You need to exert patience. You need to exert confidence and flexibility. You can always modify. Like if you decide you're going to do a combo where you're going to have one joint account and then you each have a separate account and then you find out that that's not working for you, you can adjust and modify that. Maybe you decide that joint account isn't working, you decide to have a separate account, then that's fine. You need to be able to be flexible and see what works for both of you. Personal finances is, and hopefully this is a good analogy for you, but this is how I see it, is personal finances are like similar to raising your kids. When raising your kids, just like your finances and or like managing your finances, you may or may not do everything right all the time. It's impossible. Like even though there's books about raising your kids, they're just there for guidance. Even though there's books about personal finance, they're just there for guidance. And then it's you that has to make the decision. And sometimes you choose correctly and for with what you know, right? And sometimes you choose and it just doesn't go your way, right? And that is okay. And because just like with raising kids, there's no one right way to raise your kids. There is no one right way to do your finances because with your kids, if you have kids or with kids, I should say, each of the children are different and they each have different needs. The same goes with your personal finances. Your situation is unique and has different needs from anyone else. And just like with kids, you need to exert patience. Your money needs that same patience and love from you. Things take time and change won't happen overnight as much as we want it to. Another thing is that... (laughs) When you think about it, kids demand you to be flexible, right? Those sports on the weekends or another birthday party at the kids' casino, which I call Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) Can you tell I did enjoy and did not enjoy my time there? And when they force you to be flexible because maybe those things you may not want to do 
right? The same with your finances. You need to allow for flexibility, especially when life throws you a curveball and you have to be able to just adjust your spending, your goals, and just press on. That flexibility is important. You have to roll with the punches and confidence. Kids are smart. They sense all things. So you need to be confident when parenting because they're looking for you for guidance. The same with your money. It's wanting to serve you and do right by you. You just need to let it know, let your money know what to do and be confident about it because we are in control. You are in control of your finances, whether you believe it or not. I do have a specific chapter in my book on confidence, patience, and flexibility in case you're interested in wanting to know more. Now, if you are wondering what my husband and I do today, I shared with you, we still do joint accounts because that is what has worked with us, but we have the separate accounts for our own spending. So we just have kept it. So joint accounts for those joint goals, which is paying the bills, we do that jointly. We save, (laughs) we invest, do all those things jointly, but we also have our own accounts for our own spending. So that is it for today. What can we conclude from today's episode? How should married couples split finances? If I want you to take anything away from today is to trust your instincts. But also have a discussion with your partner with some of the points we discussed today. Maybe invite them to even listen to this episode because I want you to remember my goal here is not to tell you what to do, but rather give you different options and provide you with guidance so you can choose what is best for you. And in this case, your partner too. Always remember that your situation is unique and may require something slightly different from your friends and other people you know, which speaking of, if you still have some questions or algunas dudas, let's discuss it in our private community. I will be sure to answer your questions about your specific situation. So join us at jenhemphill.com forward slash community. Next week, we are tackling immigrant finances in Espanol with special guest Maribel Francisco. So if you have some questions about this topic or have someone in your life that needs this in Espanol, let them know so they don't miss it. Bueno, pues that is everything. I really appreciate you being here with us with your busy schedule. Check out the show notes over at jenhemphill.com forward slash 355. And if you haven't noticed already, this episode is also available in Espanol. So if you know someone that could benefit from this information and they would prefer to learn and hear it in Espanol, just look below this one or above this one. There is the same content in Espanol. And also remember being the reina of your money starts now simply by claiming it. I believe in you and so should you. Nos hablaremos el próximo jueves. Chao.